This broadcast is part of the IC Robots Radio Network. Visit icrobots.com for this and many other nerd slash nostalgia related podcasts. You won't be sorry for long. Recorded live on Jupiter's third largest moon, Callisto. When you bust caps, make sure they grip tonight caps, because he's the man of steel swatting bullets like gnats. He's your host, Icy Robots. Greetings, Earth people. I am from Jupiter. It is me again, Icy Robots. I am not a hero, but I do sacrifice a bit of my week each and every week to make your week a bit less weak. And this week is going to get so much less weak. We're going to start off with, start off with some of this. Then we're going to have some of that. Going to talk about a movie I saw called Sicario 2, Dea de Soldado, Day of the Soldado. That's going to be great. We're going to talk about, uh, going to talk about how I set up and sold at the flea market this week. It's going to be, it's going to be a hoot and a half. Maybe like, maybe even like a full two hoots. I don't know. You're going to be, you're going to be hooting it up. Let me, uh, got this new jam from, got this from Engineer Emily and, uh, Anson Kate over in Pod B. Let's, uh, hit it. You are listening to the Toys R Us Report. Mind over matter. Mouth in motion. Can't deny it, because I'll never be quiet. Let's start this. That was great, guys. It's definitely very much true. You can't deny it, so we'll never be quiet. Let's start this. This is... This is the good old T-R-U-R-P-T. And then, of course, it was a takeoff of the... Of the famous Public Enemy song, Right Starter. That is... That's how they kick off the jam, and that's how... That's how me... Engineer Emily and uh, Insecate are going to start off. We're going to start off the show. Thanks, guys. That was, that was dope. So, uh, so what's going on up here, up here on the, on the Jupiter moon base? It's, it's, it's fairly dour. We're still, you know, we're still dealing with the, uh, with the sadness over the, over the loss of the incident in Pod B. We still, we still have to deal with this space flea problem. They've been, They've been spotted over in Pod B as well as as well as over near the Snack Shack. These these guys are pretty big. I've seen them be as much as 17 pounds. And when you when you factor in the leaping ability of a flea, even at a small size, and you, you take that up to like a 17 pound beast, it's it's something to be dealt with. And the the exoskeleton of the of the flea is it's it's hard. You can't. You can't pierce it with your fist. You can pierce it with a knife. We have we have laser daggers that we sometimes we sometimes use in the vents, and we've been making sure to carry one of those ever since ever since the death. We've been making sure to everybody carry one of those, as well as as well as the Pooptronics brand blaster that we we get issued when we first start up here on the on the Jupiter Moon base. The the ensign did not have her blaster or her laser dagger. She. 
she she was caught asleep, man. She got caught without without any of the any of the weaponry we have. If you have if you have something and you and you see him coming, you can usually you can usually fight your way free. And if they're if they're on the move and you can get your blaster in time, they are they are fairly easy to hit because they just they just come forward. They come forward at you. They don't have they don't have any kind of, you know, evasive patterning. Once they once they spot you, they flock toward you, and if you can just get your gun out in front of you, zap zap, you can you can defend yourself fairly well, but it's still it's still a hazard because if they get they get their hooks into you, that could be it, man. That could be a wrap. That could be all all she wrote. We've already seen we've already seen one valuable crew member go down, and she had been she'd been involved in three separate space battles already. She's not she wasn't a rookie. You could get it. You could get it like that if you if you don't keep your head on a on a swivel. I mean, this is outer space, dude. This is dangerous. It's not it's not like a good old good old Santa Rosa, California. This is this is Jupiter's third largest moon, Callisto. Check one, check two. Jupiter's third largest moon, Callisto. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, yeah, that's that's where we are. And with we already still got like this moon rat thing going on, and now with these space fleas, dude, it's. It's all the way live, and you cannot, you cannot forget, we are, we're always under the umbrella of the threat of the Corinthian army, dude. Those guys are out there. They're still looking for Engineer Emily. They're probably still looking for me and Iceberg, dude. We attacked, we got into a fight with some of their mercenaries back in the, back in the secret origin of Engineer Emily. So I, I bet those guys are out there looking for us, too. It's, it's all the way live, man. I will not go anywhere. I will not go anywhere without my Pooptronics brand blaster, man. It's... It's just, it's necessary. I, I don't like having to be armed. I consider myself to be, you know, not a pacifist per se, but not an aggressivist. But you got to do what you got to do to keep your, to keep your head on your neck. Just, uh, just a dour, dangerous, dour, dangerous time. So many, so many things taken from us as of, as of late. We, we lost Toys R Us. That is... That is all said and done for now. You never know how things, how things may work out. Some other businesses have been gone. Hostess, Hostess was gone, and then we got Twinkies back on the shelf. So anything, anything's possible. And it's uh, better to be hopeful than to be fearful. You know, I try to I try to keep my heart full of hope. Better to have, better to have something to hold on to than to just be, just be out there in the ocean like in. Like in that movie, what was that movie called? Where the couple, the couple gets separated from the from the diving tour, and they they're left out there in the ocean, all afloat, all afloat by themselves. It's, that was a scary movie. That was that was a good one. Open water. That's what that was called. Open water was good. Open water two was pretty good too, though. But they but they used a plot that was straight out of an episode of King of the Hill that I saw. But still, it was a good movie. We are, we're going to have to play that Johnny Coins commercial again at some point. They, they bought in for another, for another go around. Hey man, it's like their money spins. I'll, I'll take it. They paid in for another go around. Let's, uh, let's check that out. And then we will be back in a, we'll be back in a sec with, with a little more, a little more stuff. Hello bags of mostly water. It is me. Hollywood celeb Johnny, five from the classic Hollywood movies, Short Circuit and Short Circuit number two. 
I am here today to tell you about the latest hip thing. It is called cryptocurrency. I am sure you haven't heard of it. It is a money that is only on the internet and is very cool and cutting edge. While this may seem confusing, trust me it is really great and something you should come to believe in. My crypto is called Johnny Coins. It will sell at a starting point of $1 a coin but will be worth Slow it down. at least $1,000 by the end of the day. I promise. I got my mind on my money and my money on my mind. Yeah, yeah. Up in my mouth and my hand on my nose. Yeah, yeah. World moving fast, so I'm running out of time. As a uh, as a caveat for running that ad, I was I am allowed to come on afterwards and say there is no guarantee that Johnny coins are going to go up to a thousand dollars after the after the first day. Nobody can make any kind of a guarantee of that sort. All investments all investments have risks and uh. Between you and me, I would think that this is probably a high-risk investment. I I don't know about um I don't know about Johnny Five's Johnny Five's actual background in in high finance. He has he has mentioned to me that he that he was going to be on the cover of Crypto Magazine. I don't know what that is. I I don't see it down at the uh, the magazine rack at the Safeway on Calistoga Road, but it's it's apparently some kind of some kind of like a cryptocurrency deal, and I guess he's going to. He's gonna be on the cover of that. He's gonna he's gonna send it our way, and I I said I would post it. I have no idea why. I have no idea why I'm so nice to him as far as promoting these things. He's just he uh he's very persuasive sometimes, and he he gave Emily sixty thousand Johnny coins for doing that ad, and that's that's a lot of Johnny coins, man. If they go up to uh if they go up to a thousand dollars a coin, like you said, that's like sixty bazillion dollars or something. My my math is not not that great, but it's it's somewhere in the range of a bazillion, I would think. I I do look at the magazines down at the Safeway and Calistoga Road when we go when we go grocery shopping. I I peruse through. They don't have they don't have a lot that I I want to look at. I I, I used to look at Mad, but now I, I subscribe to Mad, and that's that's thanks to you guys, you patrons, you you Patreons, you. You paid for my Mad Magazine subscription, and I definitely, definitely appreciate that. They do get Pro Wrestling Illustrated, but I, again, I subscribe to that one at home. And again, thanks to you patrons, you guys, you guys paid for that for me, and I definitely appreciate that. If you would like to join, join these glorious ranks of supportive people, you can definitely do so. Go over to supportthereport.com. Where for a uh, little as a dollar a month, you can you can help out and help me get help me get magazines, help keep the lights on, help all that all that good stuff. But they don't they don't have a lot over there that I like to look at. I I notice it's mostly like handgun magazines um, or car magazines. There are there's a large amount of survival magazines. I think those are kind of kind of fun to look at. I I guess I'm as interested in surviving. As the next guy, uh, they used to, they used to have Archie, and I would get a different Archie every week. The Pals and Gals, the Betty and Veronica, which is, that one's my favorite of the old school Archies, or the actual 75th anniversary is my, my favorite of the Archies. They, they go back and they tell tales from, you know, back in the, back in the Archie archives, but they, they don't have those anymore. They have a lot of a lot of puzzle books, like crosswords and Sudoku's and sorta. What are those things called? Word searches, that kind of stuff. They have an entire rack dedicated to that. 
they have an entire rack dedicated to like teen girl magazines like like Bop and Tiger Beat and all these things, you know, that 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 kind of kind of stuff, but they don't have a ton that I like to look at. I'll look at like CNET magazine. I used to look at Wired, but then I just I decided to subscribe to Wired. I I subscribe to a fair amount of magazines. I get PWI, I get Mad, I get Wired, I get Esquire, I get Entertainment Weekly. I get Sports Illustrated, The Wife Gets Red Book and Cosmo, 2.0 gets Teen Vogue, but she never, not ever looks at it, and there may be a couple other floating around in there. At one point I got CNET, but that, that stopped coming. I am a big supporter of print journalism, obviously, and I, I, I figure with these kind of things, you gotta put your money where your mouth is, you know, and... Once you start subscribing to magazines, you'll start getting, like, crazy offers for magazines at low prices. And if the price is low, I give it a go. That's my, that's my word. It's always fun when a magazine comes in the mail. If you guys don't get any magazines, I, I highly recommend it. I used to get Fangoria, and that suddenly went out of business, and then it started up again, and then that went, went under again. And it's, from what I heard, it started up again, and they, they reached out to all of us who were owed owed back issues, because I subscribed for like two years and I got one issue that was, that was short-sighted of me to subscribe for that long, but I did, and I, I got one issue, so they owe me a few, but they said they're going to make do, but again, I'll, I'll believe it when I, when I, when I see it, I, I just like getting magazines in the mail, I like getting stuff in the mail, I've been ordering so many, so many G.I. Joe parts lately that I, I'm just getting like little small packages every day, and it's fun, it's fun, to, uh, have things... What, what is that? Oh, jeez, it, it, it's a space fleet. Let me, let me grab it. I, uh, laser dagger. No, 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 why, why won't you turn around? Listen. Take that! Jokes. So, whew. So, sorry about that. That, man, they... When first, first the moon rats, now these... Now these space fleas, dude, it's... It's getting out of hand up here. It's mad dangerous, man. I, I I don't even have any. I don't even have any. Oh my gosh. Uh, let's uh let's let's move into the next segment and talk. Um, let's go to at the movies and Dia de Soldado, the Day of the Soldier. Uh, Sicario Two. In a moment, at the movies without Ebert, Cisco, or even that dude Roper. But you've got icy robots, so that's something, right? Thing through. I'm gonna have to get dirty. I need Blackhawks, attack drones, strike team. Turning you loose. Adios. Sicario, Day of the Soldado, rated R. I might have, I might have been looking forward to Sicario, Day of the Soldado, more than any movie of the summer. I, I absolutely love the movie Sicario with Emily Blunt and Benicio Del Toro and Josh Brolin and that, and the guy from Get Out and The Punisher. There's, there's a lot of good guys in that. It was directed by uh, Dennis Villeneuve. Dennis Villeneuve. Who also directed the last Blade Runner movie, which wasn't really to my taste, but it was a beautiful looking film and truly a work of art. He also directed The Arrival, which I thought was one of the best movies of the 
of the past few years. I got that on Blu-ray. I watched it twice. I love it. It's great. Dude is a genius, and this movie, Sicario, is, it's an absolutely genius film. Emily Blunt is, she's fantastic in it. Emily Blunt is, she is such a good actress. She seems, she seems so cool. She's another person they could have put into that Ocean's 8 reboot that, um, that might have, like, that might have, like, spiced it up a bit. Let's, uh, let's just do that really quick. So you got the... You got the eight. You automatically got Sandra Bullock and you got Kate Blanchett, the greatest actress and the greatest actor in the world. So you got five, you got five other slots to fill. I would go, let's, uh, this, this might take a sec. I would go Emily Blunt, uh, Zazie Beats from Atlanta, Sophia Batella from, uh, Hotel Artemis. And then, then I like Kat Dennings. Put Kat Dennings in that. That is, that is six. So you are left with, you were left with two spots. I would put uh, Gina Rodriguez, and then in the in the final spot, who could we who could we throw in there? How about how about Jennifer Jason Lee? How about Betsy Russell from uh, Private School for Girls? How about how about Demi Moore? What about a returning Phoebe Cates? There are there are any number of ways you could go with that that would have been would have been a little bit more interesting. If you want to. Tweet me your Oceans 8. Hit me up at uh, Icy Robots on Twitter. Let me know. Let me know who you would make the 8. You gotta keep Kate, the greatest actor in the world, and you gotta keep America's sweetheart, Sandy Bullock. But you can you can go whichever direction you want with the rest. Let me know. I'm, I would be interested. You heard you heard mine. I haven't finalized the final person, but I, I will, and I'll get back to you on that. I, I wouldn't mind seeing, like, a Jennifer Jason Lee in it or a Demi Moore, a returning Demi Moore. That might be... That might be nice as the, as the older, more seasoned thief who's also, like, also super cool. I, I don't know. But, um, Sicario was, is, it's a great film. You may someday be seeing Sicario in the Five Mike Movie Hall of Fame. It's possible. I watch it just about every time I see it on TV. I own it on Blu-ray. I bought the Blu-ray the other day. And I, I was eagerly awaiting the sequel. The, the thing is that Sicario ended pretty definitively. It ended for sure. So this was a movie getting a sequel that didn't necessarily warrant a sequel. And when this happens, you never know what to expect. But I am a fan of those straight-to-DVD sequels. There is, there's this movie called Green Street Hooligans that I, I really enjoyed. It had, um, it had, uh, Charlie Hunnam in it, and it had the, it had the guy who was, um, what is his name? I'm completely... Completely drawing a blank. Elijah Woods. It had Elijah Woods and it had Charlie Hunnam and it was about soccer hooligans. And it was, it was a bit of like an arty farty Summerfield kind of movie, but I've always been interested in soccer hooligans and I, I enjoyed this. And then they, they actually continued it on DVD with each one becoming more outlandish and more violent. And I, I liked every single one more than the last. The one the one where the hooligans become mixed martial arts fighters is fantastic. If you're not if you're not down with this, definitely check out some some Green Street hooligans. And I and I I, I kind of thought that Dia de Soldado would be would be a lot like that. And I'm like, this is gonna be great. I I had no I had no expectations of any kind of art. I thought it would be I thought it would be like Green Street hooligans too. That there would be a lot of shooting, a lot of fighting, and a lot of a lot of weird stuff going on. And that is exactly what I got. It is not as, it is not as good as the first one. It would be hard, 
it would be hard to be that. But I think if you take it for what it is and you go in knowing that it is essentially Green Street Hooligans 4 or un, Undisputed 2 where they where they kickbox on, on DVD, then you'll you'll be satisfied, I think. There were, like, weird, weird political machinations, and there's a lot of gunfights, and there's a lot of, a lot of people walking around looking cool, a lot of people walking around acting, um, acting tough. Let me, let me tell you about this. I, I kind of do this, it seems like every time I do a review, I end up talking about what the, what the situation in the, in the movie theater was like, but, uh, let me, let me tell you about this. So, we're in there watching the movie, and it is, it's maybe, like, an hour, maybe, like, 45 minutes in, somewhere, somewhere like that, and, and this guy, this guy comes in, he comes into the theater, and he sort of, he sort of stands in the doorway for a while, letting the, letting the light in, which was, this was distracting enough, I don't, I'm not sure what, what was going on at this point, but it's, it's fine. I don't know. It's not. It's not the best, but it's it's fine. People people can come in. I guess if you if you want. But then he you know he comes in and he he starts going up the up the stairs. And we tend to sit near the back, not all the way in the back, but a bit a bit back. And guy guy's going up the stairs and he's he's really struggling. And I I can't hold this against him, but it is it is a bit distracting because he's going like. Ugh. Uh, uh, like every every step, and it's really distracting. But I cannot, I cannot hold it against this guy. He may, he may have had some some kind of a disability. Maybe he has, maybe he has a war injury. He's an older, he's an older guy. So I, you know, I don't even, I don't pay it no mind. I mind my business. And he he goes behind us, the road directly behind us. He's sitting maybe two seats down to the left of us, behind us, and he's sitting there, and he's. And he's huffing and he's puffing. He's like, <gasps> like super loud. And then he, he lets out a gigantic belch. I'm not even, I'm not even kidding. It was like an earth shaking belch. And I'm, I'm getting a little annoyed by this guy coming in, making all these bodily sounds, but I'm like thinking maybe this dude is infirmed. I don't know. I have no idea. Maybe he cannot control his, his burping as well as I can. So I'm going to. I'm going to let it slide. I'm not going to do anything. I don't like confrontation in the first place. But then, then homeboy pulls out his phone. He pulled out his phone and he started talking on it. He started talking to somebody on his phone. And I turned around and I said, man, do you mind? I'm trying to watch Dia de Soldado. I was really looking forward to this movie. So I gave him the, man, do you mind? And he goes, I'm sorry. It's an important call. And I'm just like, we're watching the movie. Do you mind? And he, he goes, I'll call you back. And he puts the phone, he puts the phone down. And then I'm not even kidding. It's maybe a minute later. He gets up and I hear him get up and I feel, I feel a bit sketchy because of the fact that I told him to, I told him to zip it. So I am a little bit on guard and he stands up and he starts going out of the theater, right? He's heading out for bathroom purposes. I know not, but he's going that way. And as he's passing by, he grabs the back of my seat. I don't know if he did it for balance. I have no idea. I have no idea, but he grabbed the back of my seat and it pulled me back. It pulled me back and it caught me, it caught me off guard. So I, I, I jumped up out of my seat and he goes, hey, calm down, buddy. I'm not trying to hurt you. And I can see, 
the guy is visibly drunk. I'm like, I'm close to his face and I can see that, I can see this guy is zooted. So I, I just stand there and I let him pass and then he goes out and he's, he's struggling on the way out, huffing and puffing on the way out again. And it's, it's fine, I guess, but I don't, I don't like confrontation. So I go to the wife, I'm like, hey, let's. Let's just go and we'll scoot down to the other side of our row. So we're not sitting anywhere near this guy when he comes back. And she's like, okay, that's fine. So we scooted all the way down. And then the guy never came back. He never came back in the theater. As we were as we were getting ready to leave, I, I looked up and I saw he even left his backpack in there. And he never came back. So I started thinking, what if this guy, what if this guy is waiting to ambush me outside the door? I really... I highly doubt it was true. The guy probably passed out in the toilet. But I, I'm i thinking, what if he's going to jump me with an ice pick as I come out? So I came out I came out kind of on guard. I like opened the door a little slowly and kind of stuck my head out and dude was gone. I don't know. I don't like confrontation. I don't like when people use their phone in the theater. I don't like when people belch. I did not like it when this guy grabbed my chair. And this, uh, this put a bit of a damper on the Dea de Soldado in a, in a lot of ways. But... I was able to get back into it. Lately, though, it feels like every time I go to, um, I go to the cinema, I'm almost, I'm almost getting in a fight or feeling like I want to almost get in the fight. Maybe it's just, maybe it's just because it's summer. I don't know. A lot of, a lot of people go check out these summer movies that don't necessarily go the, uh, the rest of the year. But the, the basic plot of Dia de Soldado is that there is... There's a terror attack in the United States, and for whatever reason, the the team that leads the the small elite squad of Josh Brolin and the the guy from Burn Notice, the guy from Burn Notice, who was in in the opening scene of Sicario, is he plays a bigger part in this. I was I was interested in that dude. I don't know the actor's name, but the guy who's the lead of Burn Notice, he plays this this CIA guy with a mustache and these. And these big glasses, and I wanted to, I wanted to know a bit more about him. After seeing Sicario so many times, you notice all these background characters, and you wanna, you wanna know more about him. And I was happy to see that he played a bigger part in this movie. And there, the the team is tasked with going to Mexico for some reason, and they have to, they gotta do some stuff. And it's, it's all, it's all very political. It's all a lot of. A lot of fighting, a lot of war, but I, I liked it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Let's see what guys are saying over on the, over on the tomates about, uh, about good old Sicario. Why do I say good old so much? The movie is, the movie's new. It's not, it's not old at all. Sicario pulled in 19.1 million its opening weekend. That is, that is above projections. It is... It is presently at um, 64% with the critics. It is certified fresh and 66 with the peeps. It seems like more people like it than, than do not. The movie is uh, 2 hours, 12 minutes. It was directed by Stefano Solima. It is rated R for strong violence, bloody images, and language. It's open in wide release. It stars Josh Brolin, Isabel Monaire, Catherine Keener. It stars Jeffrey Donovan. That's the name of the guy. Name of the homie from Burn Notice and Benicio Del Toro, the Sicario himself. So, with all that said, on the on the good old-fashioned source magazine mic meter, with one being a dud and five being an all-time classic, I am going to go ahead and I'm going to give Sicario, Day of the Soldado, 
Three mics. Three mics. Three mics. Tonight's program has been brought to you by Richer, Stronger Hills Brothers Coffee and New Instant Hills Brothers Coffee. The first instant coffee that smells like coffee. And Kellogg's Sugar Frosted Flakes. Kellogg's Special K for bodybuilding proteins. And Kellogg's Rice Krispies. Snap, crackle, and pop. This past Sunday I see Robots loaded up his truck with a lot of junk and went to the flea market to sell it. Here's his tale of adventure. I go to the flea market. I go to the flea market every week. Sometimes, sometimes I go to two flea markets. I'm a flea market, a flea market dude. I think it's, I think it's a great way to get that, uh, commerce vibe out. You get to, you get to buy stuff. You don't have to pay a lot. You get that, you get that fix. You get that fix of a nice purchase without, without putting a lot of money out. And also, this is where you find the cool old stuff. The cool old stuff that I like. Like, wacky action figures, wacky videotapes. Just like, all sorts of weird, wacky stuff. I, I do from time to time vend at the flea market. And when I say, when I say time to time, I mean maybe like a few times a year over the summer I'll do it. I'll do it maybe like two, three times, just cause it's cool to go down there, set up, and have a home base. It's fun, it's fun to spend a few hours at the flea market. We usually get there, we get there around like 7.30 or so, and we'll leave around noon or one, so it's really only like, it's only like a half a day investment. It's not, it's not even a big deal, and it's cool to, um, it's cool to unload some of these things that you buy over the over the course of the year, I am a flea market shopper. I shop at the dig. I go to the various thrift stores and I I like to buy stuff. I like to save stuff from being um thrown in the dump and I I just wind up accumulating a lot of it. So it's cool to go down to the flea market and get rid of some of it and get some uh get some funky fresh greenbacks in return while getting stuff to people who might want to cherish it, you know, like I mostly collect G.I. Joes, to be honest with you. I collect G.I. Joes, a bit of Star Wars, a bit of Star Trek. But I, I come across all sorts of uh, action figures in my in my pursuit at the dig. I'll see things go by. I'll grab all the I'll grab all the things I don't collect, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like like later series Star Wars guys, like Power of the Force. You see, you see tons of those superhero squads, um, Transformers. Gobots, Mighty Orbots, Z-Bots, um, Mego, World's Greatest Superheroes. You don't see a lot of that, and when I do, I'll keep, um, things like, things like that, Bakugans, Pokemons, um, Minecraft dudes. I just, I buy them all, and I kind of just, like, put them in these bins over the course of the year, and then I'll go to the flea market, and I'll set up, and I'll, uh, I'll sell these at really great prices to people, people who might be interested in adding them to their, to their collection. The flea market that we go to sell at is, it's called the Mojo Sales Flea Market, and it is at the, it's at the Santa Rosa Veterans Building. The, the tables cost 30 bucks. The first time you do it, it's 25. Every time after that, it is, it is 30. You get a, you get a pretty fair space. You could probably... 
just for reference, you could park three cars in there. Two, two side by side, and then one at the at the top, if you if you dig what I'm saying. It's it's about that big. We we bring a we bring an easy up, you know, to to cover us from the sun. Some people some people do not have these, and I think that I think that's crazy. I cannot I cannot imagine having the blistering sun beating down on my head for like five hours straight while I stand on a stand on the blacktop and sell broken action figures to nerds. It's it seems like you'd go home with heat stroke, at the very least a headache. So an easy up is a it is a must have. They cost like maybe seventy five fifty to seventy five dollars, and they'll save you in they'll save you in medical bills when you're not destroyed by the destroyed by the sun. The reason we actually decided to sell there this past weekend was I I looked at the weather projected ahead, and it was going to be seventy degrees. A nice. A nice, beautiful 70 degrees. And I'm like, I don't know how many more of these 70 degree days we're going to have for this summer. So we might as well jump on this one and go down there and see what, um, see what, uh, the world has in store for us. So we, we got there like 7.30 or 8, like I said. And we got, um, we had a pretty quick setup. I, I get kind of weird and anal about things. So I insisted that we do a practice setup of the easy up the day before. I wanted to make sure that it worked good. We haven't, we haven't opened it up since last year. So I'm like, let's just pop it open and see if it works. So we did that. So going into the flea market morning, we were, we were nice and prepared. On the way there, we stopped at Mickey D's and we got three sausage biscuits and two coffees that we were, we were going to share and eat during the, during the course of the day. But we headed right over our spot was number, is number 433. It was up it was up at the top of aisle four, along where the along where the cowboy sells his stuff. He wasn't there this week. I was hoping he would be. He's a very popular vendor, and I thought it might bring some bring some folks around us. But he he was not there, so we we had to go it alone. But we had we had a lot of fun stuff. I think we brought one, two. I'm counting them off in my head. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six tables, maybe three, three long skinny ones, and then three ones that were like, like card tables to kind of put at the ends. We, we have some little shelves, these plastic shelves, they're just like house shelves, shelves that we repurposed from something else. They're not like official, official toy shelves. We got a few of those. And then we also have some like apple crates that will stand up to put things on, kind of elevate things in the back. It's, it's a pretty nice setup. It has a has a good flea market look. It doesn't look, it doesn't look professional. Some people have like real store shelves and real store pegboards and stuff. And that's really awesome. I, I do appreciate that, but we are, we're strictly amateur and I wanted to, I wanted to look amateur. Sometimes when people see a table that looks all professional, they're hesitant to even go in there or inquire because they think that you got like professional prices and we definitely don't have that. We have we have pretty gutter prices, to be honest with you. I just wanna, I just wanna distribute this stuff out there into the world. I also, you know, I want to make a little bread. I want to make it worth my while. the The goal going in was to have enough money left over to buy the groceries. We're like, why don't we see if we could earn the groceries with our wits, with our with our collecting knowledge and stuff? So we had that when we set out, and we did achieve that. And and a little bit, uh, a little bit more than that. So it was, it was fun all around. The setup was easy. We didn't bring, 
we didn't bring as much as we have in the in the past. We have done this before and brought like tons and tons and tons and tons of stuff, but the the unloading of the truck and the reloading of the truck and then the unloading again when you get back home, it is a lot of work and it just is not it's not worth the money that you that you make. So we kind of we had a trim down version of what we normally do and we did we did about the same, so I guess in, I guess, I guess in some sense it is quality over quantity. What were, what were some of the cool things we brought with us? I brought this, I brought this neat stereo receiver that I used to use in the computer room, but I, I don't anymore, and I knew that somebody, somebody might want that, but there weren't even, there weren't even any inquiries. I brought a Vertibird, a Vertibird, that's, um, this old, this like 70s toy, it's like a helicopter that flies around in the circle. I I had one of those that I actually bought at the flea market a few a few years ago, and it's just been it's just been in my garage ever since. I brought that. I I brought um some Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles figures that I had. I brought this this Mickey Mouse Weeble House that I that I used to have. We sold that. My wife brought. She brought a bunch of these, she collects these Melmac plates, and she brought a, she brought a bunch of Melmac plates that were in colors she didn't like. We brought some books on tape that I had. We brought a bunch of audio cassettes that weren't really, weren't really in my genre. I'll, I'll grab just about any audio tape that goes by at the dig. If it is, like, some kind of quality music, I'll buy lots of classic rock, lots of classic country, things that I might not... Things that I might not actually listen to. I I focus my cassette collecting on rap tapes. I got lots of 80s and 90s rap tapes. But I know that there are other people out there who like these other things. So if I see them go by, I'll grab them. We had a bunch of those. We brought a bunch of videotapes that... Videotapes that, again, just like the cassettes, they were neat. But they're not in the... They're not in the genre that I collect. We brought a bunch of those. Those sold okay. Somebody bought all the horror tapes, but the ninja tapes and the monster tapes didn't, didn't go. What else? What else did we have? We had a lot of fun stuff, I thought, at the, at the table this year. The big hit was these, oh, I I picked through my laser discs, my laser disc collection. I got rid of, I got rid of some that I didn't want. Not a lot. Some Disney ones. I'm not like... I'm not a traditional Disney cartoon guy. I I don't have all the space that I would like. So I try to I try to focus my laser discs on like sci-fi discs. I I think that those I think that those kind of exemplify what laser disc was about. I got like Alien, Terminator. I I like those kind of deals. Star Wars. I got the Star Wars, which are neat. Those are the those are the original cuts. I pretty much I'm kind of at the end of my Laserdisc collecting, I think. There's only a few that I don't have that I want. I want Clerks. I want um, Boogie Nights. It has this documentary about the adult film business that P.T. Anderson was a fan of. The entire thing is on the Laserdisc with the commentary. I want that. I don't have it. And I also... I want Flash Gordon. I want that. I want all the all the cool sci-fi flicks that I loved in the 80s. Kroll... I would like that. I would like war games. I don't have that. So maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not as near the end as I thought I was. But I, I brought like maybe 10 discs that I didn't think fit in my collection. And those, those all went at about $5 each, which is, that's a pretty good price. I brought some Starlog, some Starlog doubles that I had. I have like the first, 
I have the first hundred star logs all bagged up and saved, you know, just for for like future reading. So I I recently grabbed a bunch of those that came through at the dig. So I I brought those out to the flea market. A lot of people looked at those, but nobody nobody bought them. The the youth the youth 2.0 she came with us and she brought a bunch of her bunch of her old shirts from like bands that she doesn't really like so much anymore like like 21 pilots my chemical romance things like that she has a bunch of bunch of old shirts from emo bands that she's not into anymore and she brought those she sold all of those i had a couple game boy games that i found somewhere that that also sold it it was a pretty fun day overall let's take Let's take a quick break. The the old throat. The old throat starting to strain. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back again in a sec. The world on a silver platter. Magnavision, the new video displayer from Magnavox that plays discs from MCA DiscoVision. Movies like Jaws. You can learn tennis. All these programs cost surprisingly little. The world on a silver platter. Magnavision. Only from Magnavox. Riches always has more in store. And of course, Riches has Magnavision in stock for immediate delivery. That's cool. I like that commercial. It's weird that it's it's weird that it's on VHS. It's like, why would you advertise a competitor? I, I don't know. Why would you advertise a competing 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 format? We also we also brought a, I think it's called a kid sister doll, or it's like the, it's like the sister doll to my buddy. I, I don't know. I, I didn't play with, I played with dolls and I called them action figures. I didn't play with like doll dolls, maybe, maybe a little bit, but not, not all, all that much. We had a Teddy Ruxpin that did not work perfectly and we weren't able to sell that. We had a couple, we had a couple Monchi cheese that did not, that did not sell. What's? What's kind of fun about selling at the flea market is that you get to spend like the the entire morning at the flea market and you and you have a home base. So you go around the entire market a few times because you got you got time to kill. Sometimes the wife's watching the booth and I'm out looking around. Sometimes I'm watching it. She's looking at her around. Sometimes there was a couple times 2.0 was watching the booth and we were we were walking around. It's fun. Usually We'll go through uh, the flea market like one time and then, and then we'll bounce. Sometimes we'll go through twice. If, if there's like nothing cooking in the day, sometimes we'll go, we'll go through twice. But when you're there with, with your own little booth, you end up going around like three or four times and you find stuff that you will have missed the first time. You'll find things that maybe, maybe they put out after you left or maybe just whatever you didn't. You didn't see it, so so that's fun. One of the one of the interesting things about when you when you set up so early. Now, we normally get to the flea market when we're just shopping around like nine o'clock, nine thirty, or whatever. But when you when you set up, you're there earlier, and I'm surprised at the amount of people who are who were there during the early setup period just just shopping around. I might start. I might start doing this myself. As soon as we pulled up, it's like in in Northern California in the morning, it's often it's often foggy and there are there is a wildfire in the next couple counties over and the smoke the smoke was in the air in the morning along with the fog. It was 
it was pretty thick and hard to see. And then we, we pull the truck in and like arms just start coming out of the, coming out of the fog, like in the night of the living dead, you know, and people are, people are there early trying to get a hold of the stuff that you have. It's really, it's really this weird feeling. You're like, you're like the bell of the ball and people are just trying to get, get at your merch. It's really, it's really interesting. I've never, I've never come that early as a shopper. And every time I come as a vendor and I see this, I'm always like, Man, there are people who are just like way, way, way more hardcore than me, which is, which is something I knew, but I did not know to the, the degree that they would be willing to like turn themselves into a, into zombie arms. The feeling that you get when you're there and everybody's interested in your stuff is one that you don't normally get like in real life. It's not like you're going through a real life and people are asking you questions about all your stuff and they're talking to you about your stuff and telling you how cool your stuff is. And you... You kind of, this is, this is something I, I, I had to, I had to put in perspective. I was only bringing things that I thought were like only okay. You know, I keep the, I keep the real gems to myself, but you gotta, you gotta put this into perspective with the fact that like, if you're listening to the show, there is a very good chance that you're somewhat of a hardcore collector that you spend, you spend your time collecting toys or just some, some other, other thing. And there are people out there who are collectors, but they're not like, they're not at that they're not at that hardcore level of collecting, and to them, things that you think are only okay may actually be, like, in their eyes, fantastic or great. It's, it's like, it's like, it's like this. We have this Teddy Ruxpin doll, and we've had it, we've had it around the house for a while. It doesn't, it doesn't work that great, and we've looked at, like, some tutorials on how to fix it. It's kind of, it's one of those things that's, like, floating around in the background that will We'll get around to someday in the in the future, right? But when when we brought it to the flea market, like there were people who were just like so excited to see this Teddy Ruxpin doll because they don't live their lives with the, like this 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 like I don't even know what you would say this this tunnel vision on on retro stuff or this tunnel vision on on collector stuff. They like it, but they don't spend their time in it all the time. They they have lives or whatever, and when when they see this Teddy Ruxpin doll, it like it throws them back to the to the days of seeing the Teddy Ruxpin commercial, the days when they when they wanted one, and it's just it's exciting to see people excited over things that you are not so excited about anymore because you've moved past you've moved past Teddy Ruxpins. Now you're into like straight arm GI Joes or like weird Star Wars prototypes, things like that. It's it's just interesting the the whole thing like. It really puts into perspective what the what the actual world is like. Whereas I feel like I live in the flea market. I live in all these things. There are people out there who like they only visit, and what is normal to me is exotic to them. You gotta you gotta consider that when you when you bring stuff out. I I got a few times to go around and look. Like I said, I picked up a a Star Trek figure. I got um, one of the playmates that I like. I got Captain Pike the original captain of the Enterprise, and 2.0 found a copy of Pokemon Red that she had been, she had been looking for. It was only, it was only $12, and she was able to, uh, get it with the money that she made selling shirts. So for her, it turned out to be fun. I, I would recommend selling at the flea market if it's something that you have never done. If you ever, if you ever, like, gathering stuff up and you're like, I'm gonna take this all to the Goodwill, Maybe consider take it to the flea market before you take it to the Goodwill just just to see what it's like to be on the other side of the of the table. It is 
it's something worth considering. Make sure to make some change. I only had like a few dollars in singles. The the idea is usually like you want to bring a ton of change with you, but the change thing it kind of it kind of works itself out by itself. People people when they come to the flea market usually have singles and fives with them because they don't want to they don't want to appear to be like oh well, let me talk you down to a dollar for this. Let me just talk you down. I want to talk you down. I want to talk you down. And then they. Then they try to pay you in a hundred, a hundred dollar bill. You know, people don't want to, don't want to seem like that. So change is usually, usually pretty easy to come by. So don't worry about that so much. Just make sure you bring, bring proper sun coverage, man. Even though it was only 70, the sun, the sun was enough to get me faded by like 12, 30 or one. Wear nice shoes, dude, because standing up on blacktop isn't, isn't a fun way to, to spend your day. Let's, uh... That's enough about that. I think you get, I think you get the idea. Let's move into the final segment of the show, which is the, which is the one where I talk about, like, various topics related to things that I buy or whatever. Here, here we go. Show and tell time. Another teddy bear? <laughs> My teddy's name is Teddy Ruxpin. He talks, he tells stories, he... <laughs> Four batteries not included. Hi, my name is Teddy Ruxpin. Can you and I be friends? Yeah. I really enjoy talking to people. I would like you. Teddy Ruxpin, the storytelling bear, comes with illustrated book and cassette from Worlds of Wonder. You made it this far. It's time. The final segment. The Icy Robots Radio Pop Culture slash Toy News slash Other Boring Stuff Informational Moment. All right, it is me, Icy Robots, and I am back for, I am back for, like, this, man, I, 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 uh, it's still, it's still weird hearing Ensign Kate, hey, don't wave your arms, don't, don't wave your arms, I don't mean it in a bad way, it's just, it's, uh, it's weird hearing you say those sacred words when I am so used, so used to hearing the, the previous, the previous Ensign in, in pod B, it's don't wave your arms. It's under, understand this is all part of the, it's all part of the grieving process, I guess. We, we lost her a few weeks back. We had to, um, shoot her at the, at the side hatch in a, in a Folgers can. It was, it was a sad moment. The space flea, Victor, as you all, as you all know, but time marches on. It is, it is going to be a bit of a, bit of an adjustment process. Every, every change is a hard thing, and we've been going through a lot of change around here lately. The, the Toys R Us on Santa Rosa Avenue has finally, it finally shut its doors for what is, as of right now, the last time, but you never, you never know how these things are, you never know how they're gonna, they're gonna play out. I remember Hostess was gone, and then I got Twinkies on the shelves again, so any anything is bound to happen. And there is there's some kind of a scheme in the works between a previous CEO and I believe to some of the investors of the of the Toys R Us stores in Canada to to make some kind of a move on the IPO of not IPO, the IP of Toys R Us and Jeffrey and all that stuff as well as well as the real estate during the the auction. It's supposed to be supposed to be in August, I believe, but I am am not sure about that specifically. I I hold out hope. I hold out hope. You never know. You never 
you never know, man. That's the way you gotta look at it. It's sad. It's sad right now. It was super sad to go there for the, for the last, for the last times. It's sad to go by there and see that, see that it's not open. It is, it's just a bummer. But it's possible it could be back this this plan seems like a completely reasonable thing. They, they're, the way that it seems is their only concern right now is not being open by Christmas, which seems insane. It's already, it's already July. Um, I can't imagine re, redoing the whole entire store and all of the stuff by the time Christmas rolls around, but... I guess, uh, that's what they think is possible. I, I'm like, I'll believe it when I see it. You know, when I see, when I see a news report that says the IP of Toys R Us has been, has been purchased. At that point, I will, I'll perk up and snap back into action. I'm looking online right now. Something, something Toys R Us tweeted out the other week that I thought, that I thought was interesting. And this is all, this is all old news by this point, but... I, I haven't had the chance to talk on it yet, so I'm, I'm scrolling down, I'm scrolling down. Here's a picture of, um, Teddy Ruxpin. Here's a picture of, picture of some flea market stuff. Here's some Oreos. You can find all this stuff on the, on the Facebook page as well. I, I, I linked a lot of it here, so I'm, I'm scrolling through. Oh, they, um, they tweeted out, Stay tuned here for news and information on the next chapter for Jeffrey and the iconic Toys R Us brand. Hashtag... TRU be continued. So I don't know. That's weird. That's that's a cryptic message, man. It's like it's like that old uh, TV show Lost. They're they're putting like subliminal secret messages out there. I don't know, man. Let's all let's all hope uh, hope springs eternal. Let's let's go with that. And I'll believe it when I see it. We'll go with that too. But I hope. I hope. I hope. I hope. Somebody has to pop up though. This is. This is like a retail white space, man. Somebody has to be the the leader in the toy game. I hear people say uh, that kids don't really play with toys anymore. And I'm like, do you ever go over to a kid's house? Nowadays, there are toys everywhere. There's toys like coming out the wazoo. It may not be, it may not be like Star Wars figures and stuff, but there are toys everywhere whenever you go to a kid's house. So somebody's gonna, somebody's gonna pick this slack up. Sure, there's Target, sure, there's Walmart, but they're, there may very well be a big box toy retailer in the in the world. I went over to the Target to look for toys the other day. This is this is like the new procedure. We have two Targets in town, and if I can, I'll hit them both up. It's not it's not quite the same, but the Target has two entrances. One one takes you over to the food and the the stuff like that. The other side takes you to the electronics and the the gadgets and whatnot. And I'm like, if we go through the gadget entrance and go through the Blu-rays and then maybe, like, past the video games into the toys, it could, it could possibly be a fulfilling experience. So, we've been, we've been doing it like, like that, and it's all good, I guess. I, I like checking out the, the Blu-rays. I picked up Sicario this past week for, for five bucks, and that was cool. I've been looking for... I'm looking for Baby Driver on Blu-ray. At one point, they were in an ad, and they said they reduced the price to uh, ten bucks. That that seems really great, but I haven't I haven't been able to find it. Black Panther's out, but I don't. I'm not into like spending like twenty four ninety nine. That's what a Marvel new release goes for. That's what a that's what a Star Wars new release goes for. And I'm not I'm not into spending twenty four ninety nine. I want to spend like ten fifteen bucks 
at the most. I picked up I picked up a couple at the flea market the other day. I got uh I got Moneyball, the movie about the the Oakland A's with Brad Pitt. I got that. I, I like that movie a lot. I got a I got Interstellar. I got another I got another Christopher Nolan, but it's drawing a blank on me right now. It's not Dunkirk. It is it's the one where they can go inside of people's minds and they go with like Ken Watanabe and like Tom Hardy is there. Inception, that's what it is. Ellen Page is in that. I got Inception. Picked up Inception for three dollars at the flea. I was I was pretty jazzed on that. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. I, I like the Blu-rays and stuff. I'm into the extra feature. So if I if I get the chance to sit down and there's not like an A's game on or whatever, I'll I'll dig into these features and that's that's always fun. When I was uh when I made it to to the toy section though, I didn't see I didn't see anything that looked like it was super new. I think this whole thing with Toys R Us is kinda kinda messing up toy releases, you know. The the distribution network and everything just has to be has to be a mess. The the coolest thing I saw, I think, was the Jurassic World Jurassic World toys. They had a they had a Jeep that was just like the Jurassic Park Jeep in the original movie. Well, close enough to that. And it it would fit on the scale of like a G.I. Joe figure or a Star Wars dude. And I thought that might be pretty fun. If I was if I was the age where I still played with my action figures, I, I might want to get up on this. Just to I don't know, have the thrill of, like, Duke, Duke and, uh, Clutch driving through some artillery fire in a Jurassic Park Jeep. They had a, they had, like, a submarine vehicle, too. It was, like, a one-person, one-person Jurassic World submarine that had, that had, like, grabbers that would come out, like, grabby arms, and on the, uh, on the side of the package, it said that it floats. I thought that, I thought that was really neat. I could also see this having a ton of playability. I actually considered buying this. I thought it might be fun to uh, bring when I take my uh, take my little uh, weekly soak, you know, as uh, as you start to age, man. Taking a bath is a very relaxing uh, relaxing thing for the muscles. After after spending the whole day with my hands over my head doing this, doing the vent work, it's, you know, it's bad on the shoulders. I gotta, I gotta soak. And it might be fun to bring in this uh, Jurassic World submarine. It was pretty neat. I think it was like 19 bucks. So it's not even, not even that expensive. I'm not so much into the Jurassic World figures, though. I didn't see, didn't see any new Star Warses. I don't know when, I don't know when there's even going to be any new Star Warses. It's going to be a long time before we see, before we see, like, the further adventures of Rey and Finn and Rose and Kylo Ren and Grand Admiral Hux and Poe and all those people. It's going to be it's going to be a bit, so I'm sure at some point they'll come out with some kind of side release. But I think we're, I think we're getting near the point where the the solo stuff might be, might be getting ready to enter the clearance racks. If if it happens, I am going to get probably going to get the the Comlink Comstat. I forget the one, the one that has the cool solo in it. The the solo figure is not available single packed in the in the Star Wars solos. You gotta get gotta get the Millennium Falcon or one of these. I've talked about this before. If it goes on clearance, I may consider buying it, but I don't really want to because I don't want the I don't want that dumb thing that uh, you hold the figures next to it and they and they talk. It seems so goofy. I don't want that. I don't want to pay extra for it. I don't want to have it laying around the computer room. I don't want I don't want any of that. But if it goes on clearance, I want the I want the figure. So I'd be willing to pay. I don't know, maybe up to like twelve ninety nine. I should I should probably start looking online. Maybe on eBay they got some 
some loose solos by by this point. The movie the movie did not smash up the world, and I don't know how much people are are looking to hold on to their their solo figures. We uh we went over to the farmers market the other day, which isn't like that's not something we normally do. I'm not opposed to it in any way. We just we don't do it all that often, but we um but we did, and it was. It was kind of fun. There's, like, a lot of food trucks and a lot of, like, bakeries, local bakeries, local beekeepers with, like, with like honey snacks and things like that. It's cool. There was, like, some band playing Neil Young songs and stuff. I I like it. it it's in the same parking lot as the flea market. So it's a, it's a familiar setting with different things in it, which is... Which is always strange, you know, it would be like going to Target, and inside of Target was Walmart, I guess. But, uh, we, we were over there, and we're, we're walking along, and we're just like, I don't know, we're, we're, we bought a couple apples, and I think I bought a peach, I bought a peach, maybe a couple, a couple, uh, pieces of cilantro, I don't know, we bought, we bought whatever, and we're walking by, and there was like, there was this dude who had, he had like a few eggs, and a few potatoes, and a couple, just a few things on the on the bed of his truck. But the the guy looked like a legitimate farmer to me. A lot of these guys are like artisanal farmers, you know. They they kind of look like hipster versions of farmers, which is fine, man. Times change, things look different. But this guy this guy had the look of an old time farmer with a with an old time farmer truck. And I was uh. I was sort of intrigued because he only had a few things. He might have had like ten, maybe fifteen items in in the entirety of his of his flatbed truck. And I, I kind of strolled over, and he had these like little bitty eggs, like like Halloween, not Halloween, Easter, Easter candy eggs. These small little bitty eggs. And I go, "What are these?" And he's like, "Oh, these are uh, these are quail eggs." And I'm like, "Whoa, that's." That's wild. I guess you know. I know quails lay eggs, but I I never thought about I never thought about eating them. I'm like, how do you how do you prepare these? What do you do with these? And he goes, look, this is what you do. You go and you get yourself a glass of Mexican wine. They make this really sweet, sugary Mexican wine. You go get yourself a glass of that. Take the glass, break five, six, seven, maybe eight quail eggs into the glass, and then chug it down. It's the it's the healthiest breakfast you'll ever have. You'll feel like. You'll feel like Popeye, like he, he flexed his arm and I could envision like Popeye's, you know, going boing, boing, his muscle popping up. But he's, he's like, eat this every single day. You'll be healthy as a horse. You'll, you'll feel better than you ever have before. And I'm thinking, mm, I don't know, maybe, I guess, but I didn't, I didn't spring on the quail eggs. I, I got a couple potatoes, I think, from him because... This place isn't a museum, you know. If you're gonna spend time talking to the dude, you're gonna be taking this time. You gotta, you gotta buy something. Especially, he told this interesting story about the, about the quail eggs, and that was that was worth the price of a couple potatoes. And we ate them later. They were they were delightful. The farmers market's fun. If you have one near you, go at least to check it out. Especially if you're into baked goods. I was surprised at the amount of baked goods there were. There were all kinds of like fancy donuts, fancy pies. I saw some person had like. They had like meat pies. I've had, I've had like pot pies before, but this was more like a like a baked pie. You know, like a a pot pie is almost like a soup inside of a inside of a pie filling. You know, it's kind of not watery, but it has it has more of like a stewy appeal to it. This was this was like a apple pie with slices of beef in it. looked It looked interesting. I didn't get it, but I I did definitely consider it. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. I should I should have mentioned this earlier because of. 
because of the holiday, my scheduling got all weirded out, and I wasn't able to, I wasn't able to go see Ant-Man when I, when I wanted to, but we, we will see it this week, and I guarantee it'll be on next week's episode, we'll talk about Ant-Man, we'll talk about this, this wrestling show that I'm, that I took in, uh, it's gonna be, it's gonna be good next week, uh, oh hey, I was, I was watching The Toys That Made Us on Netflix, which is, which is an awesome show if you're into that, and it was the episode about Transformers, and I am not, and not by any means a Transformers guy, I, I focus all my efforts on G.I. Joes, but I, I enjoyed learning the history of Transformers a bit more, a bit more than I knew already, but while I was, while I was watching that, I saw one that really, really intrigued me, it was toward the end, and it was like a transformable VHS tape, and if my dude, if my dude Rob from Radio Free Cybertron is listening right now, please, please hit me up on Facebook and let me know what is this transformable VHS tape. Rob, I'm sending out a special, special icy robot signal to you. If you don't listen to Radio Free Cybertron and you like Transformers, you're silly. It's great. And just let me know. Let me know what that is. I'd really appreciate that. I think that um, maybe some of us other... Other fools who don't know so much about transformable, transformable toys might want to know. I have, I've still been working on my G.I. Joe parts project. The most recent one I put together was Spirit. He is the Native American chap who's on the team. He has an eagle, an eagle named Freedom and a gun that shoots arrows, which is, which is a little bit culturally insensitive in today's world at the time. That's, that's how things, things were. I, I had his upper body, his arms, his head, and his backpack, and I had, I had his waist, but I did not have his legs. So I purchased his legs for $1.99 on eBay. I got those, and I had his gun, but it was the, it was the wrong color. It was, it was like white, almost beige, and the, the gun that he originally came with was, was, is green. So I ordered that, I got that for $1.99, and when they came, I was super excited, but I wasn't able to try as I might, I was not able to unscrew his, his back, so without any real alternative, I put like, I put a small drop of glue into the waist piece so he could, so he could stand, he can stand on display, he's not, he's not all the way together, his legs are a bit loosey-goosey, I might put like another very small drop, just enough, just enough to hold him, but not enough that it will hold him permanently, because maybe someday I will come up with a solution to get this screw undone, but it's like, it's almost stripped. I just, I don't, I don't see it coming out without breaking the fragile plastic. But I don't, I don't really play with them. I just kind of sit them there. So if they're, if they're sort of held upright by a drop of glue, it's not the, it's not the end of the world. I will walk by and see it and it will still, still look the same. I also have, I have a couple more pieces on order. I got Roadblock's helmet. Roadblock was the, he was the G.I. Joe machine gunner that replaced replaced rock and roll. G.I. Joe had a real, like, rotating cast of dudes and figures, and this guy, this is the guy that, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson played in the, in the G.I. Joe movie. I have him, and I have his machine gun, but I don't have, I don't have his helmet, and I don't have his backpack, so I ordered those. Those should be coming, and when they do get here, I'll, I'll let you know how that's going. I, I was able to, like, go through my pieces and put together, put together Snow Job. He's the, uh, G.I. Joe Winter Soldier type guy. He's not, He's not like Bucky. He's like the kind of winter soldier that fights in snowy terrains. He came with skis, 
ski poles and a rifle, and I was able to, I was able to find all of his pieces and put them together, but he, he's a bit yellow, so I have him out on the, uh, out in the yard at the Earth Base, soaking in, soaking in a hydrogen peroxide bath, which I've used, I've used this with some success in the past to whiten up an action figure, so let's, let's hope that works, you gotta put him in like a, like a clear Tupperware so the sun can shine through on the, on the hydrogen peroxide, it does work, I had a wampa, I had a Star Wars Wampa that I picked up at the flea market that was yellow as could be, and I was able to, I was able to whiten him up a pretty, pretty fair degree, so I'm gonna hope, I'm gonna hope this works, so, I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna get out of here, um, next week we're gonna talk about Ant-Man, we're gonna talk about the, the New Japan Wrestling Show, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a lot of fun, we should have a nice, nice episode, hopefully we'll get like a Johnny Coins update of some, of some kind, so, until then, check us out on Facebook, facebook.com backslash robots on Twitter, at robots. check out, check out Classic Wrestling Matches and Mags on Facebook, I love all the stuff that dudes posting over there, it's like, this is like cool stuff from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, Territorial Day stuff, you can't go, you can't go wrong with that, Classic Wrestling Matches and Mags, it's a, a friend page of the good old Icy Robots Radio. Carlos from GeekFest Rants at GeekFestRants.com. He's been doing some great episodes lately. And I hear... There's a rumor that the the Mr. Sensational Gino Vega podcast could possibly go back into back into production when the uh, when the school year starts up again. Let's, let's all pray for that. If you want that, hit him up on Twitter. Sensational Vega. Tell him you want it and he'll... He might be more inclined to do it. So until until we meet again, this is me, Icy Robot, signing off for uh, Engineer Emily, Iceberg, Johnny Five, AB Silver, Anson Kada. Until until next time, if you don't know, Nina. This has been Icy Robots Radio Production. I see robots radio is a listener supported in day car. If you like what we do and we make your day a little easier, please consider tossing a few bucks our way to help keep the life support running. All money collected goes to help us prepare for future space pirate attacks. Go on over to supportthereport.com for all the details. Thanks and have a great week. Everybody love everybody! Portions of our broadcast day may be presented either in whole or in part by means of videotape or film reproduction. This is KTXL TV 40, signing off the air, ending another schedule of broadcasting. <laughs> KTXL Sacramento, Stockton, California. You thirsty? <laughs> My dog is currently drinking. <laughs> Good boy. Are you thirsty? You dribble that everywhere. <laughs>